Hey everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. There's a space. I accidentally put a space in there. Yeah, dads. Dads. Da ads. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy da ads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm good. Apparently better than you. I'm not having a stroke halfway <laughs> through the intro of the uh, the podcast. Apparently, I, I hit the space bar at some point. Well, I wasn't looking at the... I, I thought I had it in a different in- window or something. And <laughs> now there's an extra space between dads and the brain the brain wasn't able to to close that gap for you apparently not it was uh, there's a lot of sleep deprivation going on in the oh, okay, today. Okay. so I, I could see why that was just something that that just didn't go well <laughs> <laughs> well that's I, good so so you have survived that's a that's a positive yeah i yeah. mean barely i we over the weekend i had this thing and i don't know if i was having crazy allergies or if I was sick like this jury is still out like if I was sick it was a less than 24 hour virus okay and if it was allergies it was just allergies and working overtime because normally I take a, like a like Claritin and usually it does a pretty good job of of keeping me okay but I had it on Saturday night I was sneezing so much that actually Laura was like, you don't sleep in the same room as the baby tonight. You sleep down here. Oh, I'm like, damn. And I'm like, that's fine. I can understand that. I Actually, that's not even, that's unfair to say. Because that makes it sound like Laura's like, no, you don't. I actually, I volunteered. I volunteered to stay down. Well, this sounds like a completely and, different story, Mike. Well, I, that's the thing. I didn't want to make it to sound like like my wife was like, hey, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> You're sick. Stay away from my baby. Get the hell was, out. Yeah. It was literally like she's like, "Are you feeling sick?" And I said, "I don't know. Do you do you think I should stay down here tonight?" And she's like, "I don't know. Maybe." And I was like, "Well, maybe I will, just in case." But yeah. I, I had a feeling that she, it, I could have been sick because I have just been sleeping like garbage for the last week, and that's usually a red flag for Mike's going to get sick soon. Is if I'm not getting enough sleep. Right. Okay. So well, I, I was going to throw my head in for allergies because this weekend, my eyes and my nose was running like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I only get allergies basically one time a year. And usually it's the start of June. But it's, I don't know, it's been extended this year a little bit. So it was the same thing. Apparently, it's been a very excessive pollen season or something it would, like that. It would make sense because I I did a bunch of stuff earlier in that in that day. Where I actually had gone outside and did some stuff. And actually, we went to my parents' house and spent the afternoon in the backyard. So that probably couldn't have been good. Like, Laura and I actually, we went for a walk around the park. And you could see the pollen in the air. There was so much of it. Like, like wafting by, you know? Right, yeah. And and at that time, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. But I was fine. I don't know if it was because I'd had the, the Claritin in a, you know more timely approach to that moment or, or, or something. Cause like I had taken the Claritin in the morning th- under the understanding that I was probably going to have allergy issues. So I, I had it and then we walked through pollen town and then I was fine. And then we went to my parents' house and we stayed there for most of the afternoon. And then I wasn't fine. And I was a sneezy mess. And, and, you know, I went through half a box of Kleenex and well, that's right. All- you, you collected all the pollen in your beard. Like yeah. a modern day honeybee, you know, uh, <laughs> just carried it with you. 
Yes. See, that's that's it. When the bees go extinct, we just need yeah. bearded dudes. Mike's to... just going to go shuffle his face in all the flowers. <laughs> that's how I'll, <laughs> I'll save the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no. So I, I, I was sick or sneezy or whatever, and I slept downstairs, and the cats were happy because they had someone to cuddle with for the first time in a long time. Right. I, w- I woke up at like three in the morning to, to two of the three cats snuggled in quite nicely into my lap. And then I went back, well, I went back to sleep. And then when I woke up the next morning, I felt medicine-y because just right. in case I was sick, I took some medicine. And then and then in, in the afternoon, I was fine. I was fine the whole day. And oh. it was just kind of like, what the hell was that? Ah, yeah, it's a hundred percent allergies then. I'm yeah. going to play doctor, Mike. I'm going to say it was allergies. It's good. It's a good thing you got that medical degree. Yeah. From I printed Hollywood it out upstairs. myself. <laughs> <laughs> It is funny, though, what you say about the cats, because I, I find the same thing sometimes with, with my cat is that it's, it's just the two of us. He crawls like right up on my lap and stuff. And yep. he kind of gives that look like, thank God those assholes are gone and it's just you and me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because the, all of the cats at this point are so desperate for attention that they've started to insert themselves into baby time. Oh, okay. And yeah. and today it was really funny to see who's the most desperate for attention because William was was playing on his playmat, and then Dante, or Dante, uh, Hudson, and Kratos all came up, all three of them, and William reached for Kratos, and Kratos was like, "Nope," and he walked out of there. Hudson, he reached for Hudson, and Hudson right. was like, "Nope," and he noped out of there. Dante sat between Laura and William, and William just kept pulling hair off of Dante's tail and shoving it in his mouth. And Dante was just like, yep, I'm going to stay here because I want mommy to pet me. And and meanwhile, like, he's getting constantly groped and his hair pulled by this baby. And I'm looking at Laura, and I'm like, you you should do something about this. He's just shoving all his hair in his mouth. And she was like trying to pick out paint colors because we're going to paint the front door. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't even see that happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. So any uh, any big baby news, Mike? We have got William sitting up fairly consistent now. Oh, that's pretty good. Yes. So we, we sort of realized that, uh, well, Laura did some reading. Usually that's how we find out anything is Laura did some reading. And what happened was, is we figured out that he wasn't sitting up because from what we found in research and even just talking to other parents on like Facebook groups and stuff is that if your baby rolls and we've established in the past that William is a roller, if your baby rolls, he doesn't sit and he doesn't crawl because he'd rather be rolling. Right. And I mean, you said yourself, well, not you, but Tiff said that Ben was a crawler, but he wasn't much of a roller. So we've been talking to people and we find that the same is true with other people. If baby does one, baby doesn't do the other. So we did some reading into what we could do to help him with his sitting and his crawling. And basically when it comes to sitting, it was basically like, don't catch him when he falls over. Because that's how he will learn that, oh, I have to keep my balance kind of a thing. Like, if he keeps falling over, he'll realize, oh, this is going to keep happening unless I shift my weight sort of thing. Because if we keep picking him up the second he falls over and put him right back up, then he's never going to learn. No, that's right. Yeah, I think that's where, like, the tough love kind of fits in a little bit, right? 
But that was a pretty quick turnaround because we were just talking to each other on Friday. And you, didn't you guys say you were just starting to do it on Friday? Yeah. Like he's got. So it was like a day and a half. Like that's pretty he got, good. He got good at it real quick. Yeah. Uh, he He definitely can sit by himself for a fair amount of time now. He's just got to be distracted. Like if you give him a toy, he'll sit and he'll hold that toy and he'll stay sitting. But the second he focuses on something that's not the toy, he just flops right over. Right, yeah. Ben was kind of like that, too, when he when he started sitting. Was, I think, oh, I want that thing over there. And then didn't quite know how to get it and just sort of flopped over, you know, right. in the effort to, you know, reach 30 feet across the room kind of thing. Yeah. If it was right in front of him and he could reach it, then it'd be good. Yeah. But then otherwise, he just flop right over. Right. No. Well, we've got we got some news too there, Mike. Oh, what's that? What's uh, ben that? has learned how to walk using his little walker toy. Oh, now. so it's like I, I'm sure you've seen it, but it's like one side of it is like that play wall thing where you press all the buttons and it makes all the noise and all that crap, and then the mm-hmm. other side is just it's like a triangle basically. But for the sake of argument, we're going to say it's an old person walker. Right, right. That kind of idea, except with wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so today he's learned that he can now stand up behind it and push it around and walk in behind. So mm-hmm. uh, we're inching closer to walking. I still think he's, you know, a month away, but, uh, you know, it's it's coming sooner. Th- sooner than later, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez, you're yeah. freaking babies doing laps around my baby. I mean, <laughs> my baby's technically two months younger, so. Yeah, it is not but- a race anyway, Mike. Yes, it is. They'll all get there eventually. But we got to, there's the baby cannonball run in April of next year. And if he's not running by then. (laughs) That's it for him. It's over. Here's a skill, Mike, that he can probably learn at the same pace that Ben is learning. You know, when you walk into our house, we've got like the railing kind of right there in your face, you know, on the second floor. Well, Ben is trying to desperately become a T-1000 Terminator and squeeze through the railing (laughs) (laughs) so like i'll come home or i'll leave in the morning and he's up there and he wants to get to me so he's literally grabbing both the bars and just like pushing his head (laughs) in the bars obviously making no progress at all but it's really funny to watch just uh, just to see like the stress that he's trying to trying to will himself through it does he make like poo noises when he does it where he's just like eh yeah, he kind of he does like his like growl thing that he does. So uh, <laughs> it, it is pretty funny to watch. But he's one day, one day I'm sure he's going to get it right. Right, he'll get through. Yeah, he'll he'll squeeze through, or he'll um, bend it, and you'll be afraid for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were at uh, one of Tiff's friends. Well, I guess sorry, our friends. One of our friends on Saturday, mm-hmm. and he had recently kind of severely sprained his ankle, so he's on crutches and has to wrap it and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were there, and he walked from kind of one side of the backyard to the other, which of course caught Ben's attention. Mm-hmm. And rather than just sort of being fascinated by it, he instead burst into hysterical laughter. At the th- the idea of Roger kind of bouncing from one spot to another. And I'm not mm. talking like the little baby chuckle. I'm talking like the YouTube baby going to town laughing laugh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I guess we've learned that Ben is a uh, sadistic young man because he likes watching other people suffer. He's a big fan of the schadenfreude. What's that? You don't know schadenfreude? No. It's a German word that means happiness at the misfortune of others. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. I learned something today. What an educational podcast. That's right. That's what we're here for, is to be educational. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that pronunciation is not correct. Is, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've heard it say like Sh- Schrodenfruit or something like that. I've, I I've I see, I, I go by, there's a musical, there's a musical called Avenue Q, and Avenue Q is basically the Muppets, if the Muppets were all terrible people. Okay. And, and there actually is a song that's about that. It's it's actually called Schadenfreude, and... I know the song, like I know the lyrics to the song and it's all like, it's all about people that like, that get joy from like somebody being like, hold the elevator. And you're like, nope. And you close the door and stuff <laughs> like, so, so I know the tune of the song and the song goes like, shad and Freud. So I know oh, well, that you must be right. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's the shad part that I, that I seem to screw up. I, it's the Freud part. I know it's Freud. I know that part for sure. Right. Okay. But I think it's it's shad Freud. F- you lady. That's what <laughs> stairs are for. See, see, yeah. it's the elevator thing. Well, maybe but, uh, maybe one of our listeners uh, can somehow send like an audio clip of themselves saying the correct pronunciation. We'll get one of them. Wrong. Get one of those robots. Shad and Freud. Yeah, there we like go. That. We could probably just no, look but, it up on Wikipedia if we really wanted to. But but I feel like ninety percent of the time, if you ask a robot to tell you the correct pronunciation of a word, it gives you some weird pronunciation. <laughs> what was the one? We were in the car and and it was saying something. I can't remember what the word was, which is going to completely kill the story for any interest you might have in the story. But it said a word and then it said the exact same word in the next sentence and it screwed it up. Like it was and it wasn't a hard word. It was it, it was the GPS saying yeah. something, but it was like a normal road related word. And then it, it, it basically the example would be, it was like, if it would be like turn right onto right street, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, something weird, like it yeah. said literally the same word again, but it screwed it up the second time, which was very odd. I don't know, but it's not using that new Siri voice or that new uh, Google voice. that just talks to you on the telephone. No, no, no. It was the Google Maps voice that it sounds always like it's a robot and will always sound like it's yeah. a robot till the end of time. Well, you never but, know. Maybe they'll apply all their new technology to it, right? It'll be perhaps. that natural sounding voice where it'll um and ah at you. Right. You know, turn right uh, up here, I guess, maybe. <laughs> Can you hold on? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let me check. Yeah. Yeah. God, those stupid robots. I got caught by one of those, eh? Did you? Yeah, I got a I got a phone call from somebody and it was the bank. And the bank, I guess the bank is so out of ideas of ways to charge you for money that they uh are charging they they're, they're hooking me up with and it's a good thing that I thought of the story now because they added it to my account even though I was like I don't want this. And they're like, "Well, it's free for 30 days, so you oh, can yes, so you can cancel it later." And I'm like, "Well, okay." And I have not canceled it yet, so I should get on that. But anyway, but, uh, there was a person on the other end of the phone and they were trying to sell me uh appliance insurance is what they were trying to sell me. So it's basically you pay like 30 bucks a month and if your fridge dies, you pay only your 
whatever instead of you know 10k or i don't know how much the fridges cost <laughs> ten thousand dollar fridge that's like? that's what they said that's what jesus they said. <laughs> <laughs> just how often i buy fridges <laughs> what a fridge is this that's right it's I a computer know. it basically does the shopping for you it's got one of those it's one of those samsung fridges that uh, <laughs> it has the internet and stuff yeah but anyway so they were they're telling me this thing and i'm like okay this is fine and and it sounded exactly like a real person. And I thought it was a real person. And my first clue that something was up was when it asked me f- to confirm my name. Like, it's like, can, can you confirm your name that's on the account for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's uh, Mike Laidman. And it's like, okay, uh, I have something different on my records. So uh, I, I just got to transfer you to my supervisor. And I'm like, oh, okay. I must, I must be registered. Because sometimes in official government capacities... I am registered as Jonathan, which right. is my legal first name. So I was like, oh, it probably just says Jonathan. That's fine. So they it transfers to a supervisor and the supervisor comes on and the supervisor's just like, yeah, I see that you're, uh, you're listed as Michael and you said Mike. So it's fine. I'm going to send you back. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what idiot didn't <laughs> know that, my, that Mike is a short form for Michael? Yeah. And and then the person comes back on. It's like, okay, my supervisor tells me everything's fine, and we're we're going to continue onward. Uh, can you confirm your email for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, my email is just Mike Laidman. As I and then it cuts me off and goes, uh, can you spell it out for me? But I was still kind of talking, so it said it again, and it said it again with the exact same tone and inflection. Oh no! And I was like. Click. <laughs> oh, this is a robot. And and then when I realized that it was a robot, it was kind of like, okay, this is this is not not good. I actually talked to somebody else and I'm like, can I because the supervisor came back on again and I'm like, can I just not get this? I don't want this. And they're like, Oh, but it's free. You can blah 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 blah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So I have this thing attached to my my friggin' account. I need to call them and cancel it still. Well, it is so. kind of scary though how how convincing some of these things can be, eh? Like, like going back to that Google thing, mm-hmm. like they literally will insert ums and ahs and, and you know, like, that. and thinking pauses and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's, it was crazy. I would be convinced. I, yeah. I would, I wouldn't even think twice that it was a real person phoning it, me. It wasn't until that it repeated the sound bite that I, that I realized that it, something was up. Yeah. At first, I, when it, when it screwed up my name, I just thought it was a stupid person. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like just, I, I would have I would have completely chalked that up to being a stupid person. And then there's something else that came up afterwards that I still would have chalked up to a stupid person was it asked me for my city and the call was supposedly coming from Mississauga. Right. And this she's like, what's your city? And can you spell that for me? And I'm like, it's Hamilton. There's no way there's a person in Mississauga who doesn't know how to spell Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. You know? And but this was by this point, I'm already assuming that it's a robot. So I'm like, okay, this just 100% confirmed for me that it's a robot. So, yeah. So those robots, they'll get you. Yeah, watch they'll yourself. Get you. Watch so your any bank. of those, those phone calls you get from the bank now, don't trust them. Don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. It's now a robot. Everybody's a robot, Mike. It's the Matrix is coming true. Is, are you a robot? Yeah. Well, I guess the Matrix wasn't robots. It was a computer simulation. But, you know. It's, that's true. The point still stands, I feel. I still feel like that those Boston Dynamic robots are soon going to be Terminators. You know, like, like <laughs> that's what that's building to. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I always enjoyed the one. What is it called? The Big Dog? 
the one where it's like the four it looks like a cow with no head. oh yeah that's right and they spend half the time trying to kick the thing over and it doesn't yeah. ever fall over yeah. yeah and i'm like and i'm like stop kicking it that's the reason it's gonna come back and murder us it's <laughs> because you keep kicking it it's robot abuse yeah that's right yeah but i feel like one day i'm gonna wake up and one of those is gonna walk by my house like like at style right and mm-hmm. and it's going to open up and little ones are going to come walking out of it. And then the lasers are going to start firing. And it'll be like, well, judgment day has come. Yeah, I've this, seen- this is it. This is the moment we've been we've been training for our entire lives. Yeah, I knew I knew this was coming because of Boston Dynamics constant updates <laughs> on their parkouring robots. That's right. <laughs> this, this no escape. That's right. So, well, well, speaking of bringing inanimate objects to life, Mike. Yes. Toy Story 4. That's right. We saw that on the weekend. Did you like that? Did you like that? Uh, I liked your segue. It's the segue there. Right? You know, was, I, I tried to draw inspiration from what would Mike say. And right. I gave it my best go. You did a good job. You did a good well, job. Thanks, Mike. I, I was going to segue it into a different thing. But, I mean, that's what Mike would have done, is I would have segued it into a correction. It's called a sack. Oh, because, well, do you want to do that first then? Sure. Because yeah, let's, just, let's, let's segue back. Nothing says inanimate objects like corrections. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... On last week's episode, we were talking about Laura flying and okay. her her fear of flying. And I actually, she mentioned it to me. And as soon as she told me, I'm like, oh, I knew this and I should have remembered this. Laura's fear of flying does not stem from any trauma that she had that involved planes. She didn't get hit in the head by a tiny plane when she was a child. You know, she wasn't on a, a plane that the gas masks dropped from or anything like that. Right. It is entirely Laura has a issue with the fact that she is not flying the plane. Oh, so just not being in control. Exactly. Like it, it, it stems exactly from that sense. Like, I mean, you know, Laura, Laura doesn't even like to be the passenger in a car. You know, like if if somebody's like, hey, let's all drive somewhere together. She's like, I'll do it. I'll drive because she would so much rather be in control of the vehicle and and the plane is the same issue it's just you know i'm like what are you gonna do you gonna get a pilot's license so you can fly us on vacation well like, and the plane for what 95 percent of the flight is all being flown by itself no I mean, yeah, even even go. the pilots aren't flying the plane right there you go so that's what we'll do is we'll get them to to she'll just sit on their lap until they the plane is in the air so that she's in control, and then when the robot takes over, she'll go back to her seat, and then come back and crash the plane when she tries to land it, and we'll all die in a fire. Right, okay. So, then we also found out that the Simpsons episode was not written after Laura. No. Although Ah. Laura Laura did say, that final destination scene did help. So, maybe (laughs) maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of fear in there. A little 50-50, okay, all right. Yeah, so, but anyways... Speaking of Final Destination, which is a movie, let's talk about a different movie, Toy Story 4. <laughs> you did See, it, Mike. I, I brought it back. I brought it back. You and I, actually, we went and saw Toy Story with our wives and our babies. We we pulled the old drive through again, like just how we went to see Avengers Endgame a couple months ago. Exactly. Did a round two. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that it was, in some senses, a much better success than Avengers turned out to be. And from what you're telling me, it was a much worse failure than Avengers was. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, well, go ahead. Let's 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 start with the positive, Mike. Okay. Well, it, we actually got to spend a lot more time together this time because it was a lot warmer. 
yes. back in April when we went to see Avengers, it was fog up the window, fun times in the car. And, and it was freezing. And, I think yes. it was like three or four degrees outside. Yes. <laughs> and so when it came, like before the movie, we all sat in our cars and didn't really talk. Meanwhile, this time we all stood around and we actually went over to the little playground that they had in front of the in front of one of the screens and and we gambled on which kid was going to fall off and and land on that jagged rock on that one play thing like what was with that <laughs> like, <laughs> it's come called on. darwinism i think mike i guess so yeah, was, survival it, of the fittest if you can't just avoid one, the rock yeah this jagged rock under this hanging thing for kids like yeah. And as well as in that giant puddle. Yeah, I was so going to say, only, there was there was a lot of water. It was like a, a lake around there. Well, we have had a lot of rain. Yeah, but have we had days, that much rain? <laughs> apparently enough. enough yeah. to, well, I mean, we're down by the waterfront, and a lot of the waterfront is still flooded. Like, there are pylons everywhere blocking off. Oh, okay, okay. All sorts of stuff. So, it, we, we have had a fair amount of rain as of late, apparently. But... Toy Story, we, we we got to spend the time together outside and and hang out and chat. And you and I went and got some food and, and spent way too much time waiting for a pretzel. Um, I will say, though, one thing that was really funny is when we were standing in line with the wise before the wise went back to the cars with the babies was only I caught this. But when we were standing in line, you were holding Ben. Yeah. And in front of us was... A group of four teenage girls. And we established earlier in the evening that Ben is in I will grab everything mode. Like right, he's yes. he'll reach out and grab like I'm standing next to you. He grabs my beard. He grabbed my lip. He grabbed my ears. That's like, right. He is very interested in the world around him right now. Yes. He's very interested in the world around him. So much so that he like horror movie grabbed one of the girls in front of us her hair. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, like, I didn't say anything because he didn't actually do anything. Because I say he grabbed. He didn't grab. I'm trying to think of he a like good... lunged, lunged for it, right? Well, he went for it, but he was far enough away that he couldn't quite reach. So it was I'm trying to remember the movie. There's a movie definitely where there's the girl and she's running from from like not she's running, but she's walking and she's looking for the killer or the killer is stalking her kind of thing. But she's looking out for him. And she like is looking in in one direction, and then he is on like a merry-go-round behind her, right. and and he's got his arm out, and his hand just tickles her hair, and she turns and looks, but he's gone because he's he spun the other way around and didn't see anything, <laughs> and he, he basically did that yeah. to her. Is he he went and he grabbed just the edge of her hair, and she and I saw that she turned and looked, and and you had turned Ben, and Ben was a different way, and. I was happy she didn't look at me like, what are you doing, you pervert? Yeah, you, you know? creep. Yeah. I would have been like, it was the baby if she did, but but I did not. And then I, I, I was going to mention something had she said something, but I figured it was no uh, point in being like, it was the baby. I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't start yelling at them because a lot of the times, especially with, with girls, he will sort of make a lot of noise in order to get them to look at him. Right. And then once he looks, he smiles and like you know, tries to get them to come over and that sort of thing. So I'm surprised he didn't do that. But uh, maybe this just lends more, I don't know, more more strength to your, your serial killer theory. That's right. That he likes to stand and he likes to watch. And now he likes to, like, 
wisp his fingers through girls' hairs when they're not expecting it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's very into teenage women, which are, you know, oftentimes murdered in those serial killer movies. This is true. Yeah, man. I got to keep my eye open on this for this boy. If if that kid starts really enjoying masks, I would watch out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And knives, too, and hammers. (laughs) Well, he's already... Yeah, he's into hammers. hammers. He's into hammers. He's into hammers. That still could be a construction worker, but... I mean, as long as he's not using the claw end, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, either end is... Getting hit with either end is bad, but... But, yeah, the claw end, I feel like that'd be worse. Depends. Yeah, depends on the... Depend. I'm not about to go find out either. Yeah, so. no, definitely not. This, this definitely will not, not be on Corrections Call the Zack next week. Yeah, that's we're right. not going to find out which end of the claw hammer does more damage. <laughs> <That's right>. but, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so that happened and we got to spend some time together and uh, and then we went and went to our separate cars and, and watched the film. And, and it was the same situation as last time for me where I was sitting in the driver's seat and Laura was sitting in the passenger seat with William just so she had more room. Yep. And, and this time... She held him and she said that like he, he although he did sleep, it was not a very comfortable sleep. He he was very oddly the way she was holding him was kind of unusual. Right. She okay. basically said like this might be the last time that we can pull off the the drive in until he's much older because he's too big to be held in the front and we already know that he will not sleep in his car seat. So it's possible that we we won't be able to to pull that off anymore, but oh well, we'll figure that you know we'll do other things additionally, we also didn't have the problem of the the windows fogging up every few minutes because of our breath yep so so I didn't have to have my constant war with the keys, which was nice. Only every so often, I just kind of had to flick them so that the radio stayed on. But but I didn't have my constant battle with like the lights are on, someone's gonna come and get us and, and right, kick us yeah. out. But, yeah, that internal that internal strife. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So things things went pretty well for us. He stayed asleep through the movie. Somehow we managed to mostly keep him asleep when we left. Laura and I got into a bit of a like we couldn't figure out where the exit was. Like when we went and saw Avengers, we were right next to the exit. It yeah, was, that's right. Yeah, it was incredibly easy to find the exit. Well, we were still packing up when you guys left, so we we didn't have the 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 line of cars to follow. So we were trying to figure out where to go on our own, and the answer was everywhere we picked was the wrong way. And because <laughs> we were stressed, because he was upset, we were just like. Ah, you, you're you're picked the wrong way. Well, don't ask me. I don't know. You know, just yeah, yeah. We had we had a moment of just. But it's it's okay, Mike. You can just admit that I am your guiding light in life. Of course. And of because course. I left a little early, you were just you were you're lost. You know, we were lost. We yeah. were definitely lost. Eventually, we found our way out, and it was fine. Because especially because he was upset, and it was like we're just trying to leave and get him home, and he was upset. And then of course, as soon as we hit the road, he was, and it, everything was fine. Yeah, exactly. We both were like. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good. It was all good. Yeah. Well, I, I would agree with you, Mike, that all the, the positives that you described were much better than we went to see Avengers. Like, it was kind of nice to hang out beforehand. And, you know, even though you and I spent like 45 minutes in the popcorn line, you know, yes. it was still good to talk in that line. Um, where ours became much more negative was when the movie actually began. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure you remember in avengers because it was so early in the year i think the sun was down by like eight o'clock right yes it was i wouldn't say it was like pitch black but it was 
reasonably dark. Whereas for this movie, the sun didn't really go down until about like 930 and since Ben's bedtime is usually between like 7 and 7.30, you know, by the time it got dark enough for him to actually want to go to bed, he had now been, you know, two hours, two and a half hours past his bedtime. Mm-hmm. And the boy did not want to go down. The car seat mm-hmm. was not an option. So I ended up sitting in the back of the car with like a blanket on the window and, you know, another blanket kind of stuff behind me and that kind of stuff just to mm. sort of keep it dark. And I ended up rocking him to sleep. So I watched the movie from the back seat, which was quite the viewing experience uh, in my Toyota Corolla. Not, not a imagine. large picture window. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yes, I, I said to Tim, I don't know if this is going to work out that well in the future because, you know, it would it was too tough to get him to go to bed or once I did get him to go to bed because he got he probably fell asleep about like 10 30 but then I'm That's stuck like an in hour the into the movie yeah it's like an hour into the movie yeah it's a long time right and then the same thing is once we got on the road he was dead asleep in the car seat too so well the, the other thing too was once the movie ended John Wick was one of the options for the movie afterwards yeah and Laura and I both were like do we stay for John Wick because I would love to see John I, I Wick. I wanted to see John Wick too, but it was yeah. just like, you know what? No, I just can't do this again for another yeah, two well, hours. The, the thing was, is is we were both awake at that moment. And I was like, we are awake at this moment. But you know what? We won't be in an hour awake. Yeah. We will be so tired. And sure enough, by the time we got home, we were both like, okay, it's a good thing we didn't stay. Yeah. So... Well, it was funny. I was telling uh, a couple of my friends at work who also have kids about, you know, the drive-in and that kind of thing. And they said, yeah, it was about, you know, eight months, nine months when we stopped doing anything <laughs> in the evenings. <laughs> you know, we, we didn't go out to dinner. We didn't do this, didn't do that, unless you could do it before the bedtime. You know, all of a sudden, bedtime is king. You can, yep. you can miss naps and push naps, but bedtime is a, a hard, a, a hard end point for the day. That's so we're going to have to uh, start investing in babysitters, I think. That'll be the only way to do things in the future. Well, you have two babysitters. They're across the street, aren't they? Well, yes, that's right. But they, they're they not always available. But they should be. Make themselves available. You that's should be right. like, what kind of example are you setting for your grandson by not being there for him all the time? That's right. You leave your house and come to my house because he's in his <laughs> bed. So you don't even get the comfort of your own home. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's what they should be doing is you've given this them this wonderful gift of a grandson. It's not like they have two more that came within a few months of that yeah. or even a few days, right? It's not like That's that happened. Well, we have um, we have what we lovingly refer to as Tiff's kids because she used to nanny mm-hmm. for a family and she still yep. keeps in touch with them. And the one daughter is just like literally just graduated grade eight. So we're like, oh, okay. we, could, we could get her to come over. All she has to do is literally sit on the couch, you know, right. because Ben's not, he's not going to wake up. He's going to sleep right. the whole time, but mm-hmm. I'm sure she would love it. She's got her babysitting thing. She's volunteered to do it before. So, oh, well, there you go. We're going to have to start taking advantage of that. And if she, she does well, then maybe I'll take advantage of her services too. Yeah. But. That, that won't happen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura we, we have no problem leaving Ben behind, or at least I don't have any problem leaving right. him behind. Laura, Laura will want to spend some time with Ben, or Ben, not with Ben. Maybe yeah. we'll bro watch Ben. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do is, is Laura can watch all the babies and I'll go with you guys to the movies or something. Yeah. Maybe, Mike, you and I'll just go and leave the women and babies behind. 
Of course. Let's just do that all the time. Yeah. There'll be no... You yeah, know. absolutely. I see no negative repercussions whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> and then what, what it'll really work out well for us, Mike, because then we can get an apartment together once we both get kicked out. And then the podcast can be live every single week. There you week. go. We can just do it together and, and yeah. I won't have to spend all that time editing everything. That's right. That'll be, that'll be all we have left in life is the podcast. <laughs> what, will, what will we have to change the name to? <laughs> just, I, I don't know. We'd still be Daz technically. So just <laughs> uh, every nerds. every second weekend nerds. Every second or, or, weekend. Sorry, full-time <laughs> nerds. Every second weekend dads at that point. Every yeah. second weekend dads. Yeah. Well, this took a dark turn. It really did. Real dark How about we change it back to something a little more lighthearted, like the movie that yeah. we went and saw. So, I mean, I again, you missed the first hour of the movie. That's but right. But I figure that we could talk about Toy Story and maybe get new little spoilers I mean, we're, we're near the end of the podcast. It's spoiler time from here on yeah. out. We're going to talk about this movie. No holds barred. So, that's right. So well, get out. If you well, what did wanna... you think, Mike? What did you think of the movie? I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. My favorite part was when it kept, even though, even though it was a running joke, I, it never got old for me, was what any time the, the bunny and duck had a plan and then it would cut to their plan and it was just beating people up. And then it would cut back to everyone else being like, well, we're not going to do that. Like every, it happened, <laughs> it happened like three or four times. And I've still thought it was funny every single time. So, yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed that too. I, I guess I can't really comment too much on the movie. I got such bits and pieces of it. Like it was nice. I It was a nice little movie. I'm mm. still torn on the fact that Toy Story 3 was so good. Mm-hmm. And I felt like tying up the whole story and stuff. The Toy Story 4 felt a little unnecessary. That's, not that's not so that it made a bad movie. Not mm-hmm. that it was a bad movie. But it was just like, okay, I do we need the continuing adventures? I don't know. That, that's the thing that I, I, I thought, too. Actually, I was talking to some coworkers of mine today. And I told them I went and saw Toy Story. And they asked me. They said, was it necessary? Because of exactly what you were saying. And I say, I said to them that, it is and it isn't because it's very much like if, if in the, the vein of, you know, what what's the coherent storyline, you know, the arc of, of the characters or whatever. You can stop at three and never watch four and still be quite happy with how that turned out. But I think that in the sense of where it's like I'm trying to remember another movie that did this kind of thing where it came out at a certain time and the journey the characters follow follow the journey of the people watching it so if you look at it in the sense of like was this movie a story that was made for kids or was this a movie made for for older people who now need to learn that it's okay to let things go in some cases you know like and, and in that sense, I thought it was, you know, it was a great movie that, that, that did show that. Although I kind of had a feeling based on the first trailer that that's kind of where that movie was going to end was, was Woody being like, well, maybe I don't go back, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. But yeah, I, so I, thought, I, I was, I thought that was kind of a sweet way to end it. I, yeah, you know, not to, not to interrupt your, your point, but I, I did like how they kind of broke up the gang a little mm. bit and he was happy and everybody else was sort of happy. I thought it was nice. Yeah, because I mean that that happens in life. I mean, sometimes where you need to be isn't where you currently are, 
And I mean, I guess a great example of that is my friend Trevor, who forever has been like, I don't like where I live and needed to make a break. And now he lives in Vancouver and he loves it, even though all of his friends and family are all still here. He's in Vancouver and everything's going great for him from the sounds of it. I mean, the way he tells it, I, I, you know, us Ontarians live in a cesspool that, <laughs> that just like, <laughs> well, I couldn't get out of that. Feels like a little bias, maybe. Enough. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but, you know, that does happen to people. And like, that's kind of like what I was saying before was, you know, sometimes that message needs to, to be out there for people. And because, you know, sometimes some people can only gather messages from movies and and things it's yeah. not just you know it's not spelled out for them in their personal lives kind of do you thing. feel like the movie was made you know with that in mind you know I like like looking at like the that. world today they're like you know what maybe we should bust out woody and buzz one more time and kind of teach these you know young adults a, a bit of a lesson you know it's too many babies out there that don't know how to let go yeah <laughs> no, but, but it, the reason I'm kind of suggesting that is, you know, this is a long time ago, but back when 9-11 happened, right? Mm-hmm. They actually trotted out uh, Mr. Rogers back on public TV because a lot of people didn't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. And and by like, I mean like 30-year-olds, right? People who grew up with Mr. Rogers. And so he did a little like 15-minute PSA thing because psychologists said he would be the best way to reach these people. Because that's, you know, he is a trusted figure in their childhoods and that sort of thing. So I wonder if it was kind of a similar mindset there. Are we looking into it a little too deep? I don't know. I mean, it's quite possible. Like a lot of creators use these, you know, these mediums of movies and things like that as a as a way to talk about how they feel. Yeah. Like a perfect example is the most recent God of War video game that came out. Part of the main reason why that game is about a father and a son is because the guy who was the director of the game, who had previously directed other games in the series, was a dad now. Right. And he was like, I feel like I, you know, like I need to show what what that's done to me. Like I used to be, you know, crazy, you know, my life is is go, go, go all the time. And now my life is is about you know, my kid and, and about how he's got to, you know, let go of that other life and be a good dad and that kind of thing. And he's like, that's that entirely came from the fact that that's what I was feeling at that moment, you know, right. that kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, maybe some guy who's working at Toy Story was like, you know what, it's time to, to tell the message of letting go of like maybe somebody had a bad break with one of their friends and. He's like, you know what? Maybe it's time to let them go and do their own thing. And and then he's like, I'm going to pitch this as a new Woody buddy movie. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, let's mask it. Let's really mask it. We'll throw a spork in there and stuff. Do you think they make a Toy Story 5 or was this a kind of very solid bullet uh, at the end of the story? Let's put a pin in it. Yeah. I mean, I thought the last one was a great. Let's put a pin in I it. I thought it so and, too. Yeah. And then they still brought this back and, and, it, and it was it was fine. Like I. I, I quite enjoyed it i feel like either way i would have been happy like they brought it back and i was happy and they did if they hadn't brought it back i would have been happy yeah so it's kind of like what do you what do you say you know like if if they make it toy story 5 i'm definitely like okay i'll be there but if they don't i'm happy yeah so oh, fair enough yeah a very a very good review mike 
and then your I review will, was I will download it and watch <laughs> it again. <laughs> no, you gotta get that bookmobile and rent yeah, it. Yeah, so the in six months or whenever it comes out on Blu-ray, I will. I, that's how I'll do it. Well, that's how you'll download it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, either way, you're still waiting. The well, same maybe I'll get time, that so. Disney Plus subscription, Mike. It'll be on there in no time. Oh, maybe it'll probably Disney Plus will be out there in the world by then because that's what November that's supposed to be coming. I think so. Yeah, it's this year anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I I would love to talk about Disney Plus and all the fun things that look like they're going to go on there, but I think that we should save that for possibly another episode. Yes. So. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful help. Uh, helpful help. Helpful helps or tips or even tell us. What we said was dead wrong. Wow, reading is... This, that stroke just, is hitting you again, Mike. It's just falling right off the, the end of the world. Send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time or you can reach out to us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Not soon. Not this time, no. No, okay. All right. That's too bad. Okay. Did you like it better? <laughs> you want me to start doing that as the No, 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 no. I don't think we could make it sound any more pretentious. <laughs> <laughs>